0: No, it's a fabulous, fabulous waiver wire live chat show on Sunday nights. Woohoo! All right, man. I'm feeling it. Deary, you are back. We missed you for the Bozo Fest, which was on opening day eve. But fortunately, Christina's okay. Everyone's happy and healthy. And here you are. You get to talk about baseball anyways.
1: I'm excited, man. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, six-hour hospital stint on Wednesday, but everything is fine. We're all good with that. Bozo Fest looks fantastic. Uh, by the time I got at home, you guys had like 10 minutes left. I was going to pop in, but it was a little too late. Uh, so it looked like a fantastic time. And baseball season is here. It's kicked off. I'm super excited to talk about Sunday Fab. Don't forget much Fab, guys. Sundays are big days. Don't forget. Week two. Don't forget
0: your Fab. Take care carry your garbage. That's right. We got to talk Fab. This is a quick get in, get out, get on with your life type of show. I got Leanne sitting right next to me doing her work Beautiful. over there. Hi, Leanne. Yeah, she's over there working. Uh, Don't forget, 2Ls, 2Zs, Palazzo Podcast. me two. Me and Deary, we are everywhere. We're starting to make, I'm starting to do the Reddit thing now. I actually got on Reddit today and started answering questions and shit. Reddit is like the last bastion where Palazzo doesn't exist because I thought it was really difficult to get up in there. A lot of activity, tons of constant engagement on the Fantasy Baseball subreddit. But it seemed like you couldn't post shit about podcasts, and it scared me off. But I learned a hard lesson today that that's not true, and they encourage all podcasts, and they welcome everyone. So we'll be getting up in there as soon as we can. In the meantime, hit the Twitter handle, 2Ls2Zs, two two also podcast. Give me two. Let's get into it. It's fab time. We have four days of baseball we can discuss, dearie. What is one thing that stands out the most to you right now? Was it a player? Was it a
1: certain game you watched? Hit it. Me. It's it's don't overact, man. It's four days. You're not winning or losing your championship in that first week. Uh, it's so insane to see people on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, anywhere you can find fantasy baseball content. People saying, should I drop this guy? Should I pick up this guy? Oh my God. Julio Urias got bombed today. Ian yep. Anderson looked like crap. Scuba looked bad. What do I do? Do I drop these guys? Do I pick up Kyle Gibson? Do I pick up Carlos Carrasco? What is going on? Hold tight. Everybody has been doing the research for months and months and months. You have done well in your research. Don't freak out quite yet. But, hey, you can make moves real quick here if, uh, you know, guys are under the radar that you can scoop up in your fabs. I was looking at some of these Yahoo rostered uh, percentages. There are some guys out there that are really, really high-quality bats and pitchers that you could pick up that are not rostered. Scoop those guys up now. They could help you for a couple of weeks, or they could help you for the rest of the season.
0: That's a great point. That's fabulous, because that's what this show is. It's a fabulous waiver Wire live chat. You guys can drop your comments. I'm already posting them here on the screen. We had Shelly popping in. It's so good to see Shelly, by the way. I never see you here, Shelly. What's up? Good to see you. Thanks for popping in. Of course, Jaybird's in the house. Jaybird, you're the best. Love you, Jaybird. Alex says, welcome, guys. Robert Suarez is getting the boot after being taken in the 16th round by me in the Rotowire 12-team OC. It's the 12-teamer on NFPC.com. Hope that's not an overreaction. Robert Suarez getting the boot. That's not an overreaction, right, Deary?
1: He's out of a job. Yeah, I mean, uh, two innings today, and that's that's going to be about it for him. Uh It's it's tough, though. I mean, when you look at guys that you've been drafted, that you've drafted really late, I mean, you could probably, you know, let those guys go and scoop them up later. It happens all the time. Their teams tends to be those waiver wire pickups or fab pickups of guys that end up being your favorites. Uh, This happens every single year, somebody who might be on a roster for three or four times. Um, Also, remember, we got – Till may 1st and then these rosters are going to reduce so you have to really look at who could be on the chopping block that's with important teams, yeah with, with with some of these teams so look at some of the things that are going on we already have some injuries and some guys that could be going to the dl as soon as tomorrow so look at guys who could be getting called up to take spots for some of these guys like a lucas giolito blake snell we don't know what's going to happen with him he was scratched today um you know uh aj pollock got hurt uh yesterday so uh, you know Keep in mind of who could be getting scooped up, who's going to be getting more at-bats, and also we'll get into it, what teams have seven games this week and also the two-star pitchers.
0: Go Tigers! Yeah, about the Tigers, man, they played like shit today. If you watch the game, (laughs) I know they got smoked, but they made some stupid decisions in the field. In particular, uh, Heimer Candelario made a terrible error at third with two outs, could have got out of a jam. And then another situation where Robbie Grossman catches a fly ball in foul territory but way up by first base, not way deep down the right field line. And he couldn't throw out Luis Robert from third base. That dude does not belong in right field. Did you see that arm? Did you see that throw?
1: I know Robert is really fast, but he was not that far down the line. I mean, he's maybe 145 feet away. You should be able to at least, there should at least be a play at the plate there. Um, So that was pretty bad. Uh, You know, watching that Dodgers game, Urias got screwed because... In left field, Taylor lost the ball. There's a big error in the Mariners game that led to a grand slam today by Gary Sanchez. Uh, So, hey, you know, early on, especially with how short spring training was, I don't know if all these guys are in the groove yet. So, you know, watching over these first four days, there's been some there's been some costly errors in the field that have cost pitchers innings. And they're getting, you know, yanked early because they got to throw an extra 15, 20 pitches when you got to stick on the bump for longer.
0: That's a great point. People are talking about the pitching and the pitchers not having enough time because spring training was short and everything came together so haphazardly and hastily, but... There's defenders. Maybe they didn't get enough ref, too. They could be rusty in that infield yeah. defense. So be wary of all these things, not just the pitchers. Also, Lucas showed up. Star Platinum shows up for the Fab Show. It's like a mating call. I haven't seen Star Platinum on this show <laughs> since last yeah. year. And he usually only showed up for the Fab Show. And there you are, Star Platinum. Welcome back. It's so beautiful to have you here. Uh, Shelly says the Tigers' defense was killing Skubal. Today It really was. People ask me, was this a fluke? Should I hang on to Scooble? 100%. Do not get rid of Scooble. I don't care if it's 10 teams. Scooble, to me, is an elite pitcher who's going to take it up a notch. I'm expecting, you know, he should flirt with 250 Ks this year. I really believe that. Uh, are you paranoid at all? Or are you just going to chalk this one up to an early Bozo session?
1: No, he's also facing the White Sox team that's a free swinging team. And I, I you knew it on that first pitch when Tim Anderson ropes a double in the left center. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to be swinging on that yeah. first pitch all season long against Skubal. So, you know, the White Sox are one of the best offenses in the league. Skubal didn't have his best stuff. He had a nice stretch where he struck out, I think, uh, four of four or five or four of six guys, which he he was throwing strong. He's throwing 96 Couldn't really get a great feel for his slider day, but I think he's going to be fine. Uh, Tiger's defense did not help him out. Could have gotten out of a couple innings, but hold tight, folks. He's going to be just fine.
0: Yep, I'm with that all the way. All of the way. So it's simple here. We hop out on Sunday nights and we'll try to do this as much as we can all season long. Don't forget to sign up on the Discord. The Discord is free. I put the link in the live chat here where you can also ask your questions. You have questions and we have questions possible answers. Drop them in the live chat and we'll cover them. But you need to know what to look for this week. Most of you, if you're playing in head-to-head leagues, should be having a 10-day week that started with opening day on Thursday, right? That's usually how it works. And if it's Roto, you're playing every day and it's a new week, so you don't (laughs) care. But You you need to know who's playing more games, who's playing less games this week. There's two teams. That's right, Utah. Utah. Two. Give me two. Arizona and Houston have five games this week, Deary. So if you're streaming, hitters you're going to want to avoid Diamondbacks and Astros. And that's too bad because the Astros do look good at times so far. And then there's seven games teams are Atlanta, Washington, Philadelphia, uh, New York Yankees, Detroit, Oakland, Tampa Bay, Toronto, San Diego, Seattle. So there's plenty of teams that are playing seven games that you can dive into if you're looking for streaming hitters and you're on a limited transactional budget week to week. Some of you aren't, and you can do whatever the hell you want, however you want. And that's... The way it should be. Uh, Injury wise, Deary, you already mentioned Blake Snell was scratched from the start today. That's he's disappointing, bad, right? He's got
1: bad. He's got bad butt. He got, <laughs> he's got abductor. <laughs> got bad got butt. Abduct, got an abductor.
0: <laughs> I got bad butt. Yeah, that abductor get you. You ever do that workout with that abductor machine where like you squeeze in and then you push out? It's I don't ever know which one's which. One's the abductor and one's the other one. The, the
1: Wait, Suzanne Summers. <laughs> Yeah, the Suzanne Summers one. Wow, dude. I love that one.
0: Uh, so the injuries are not massive. Uh, Sky Bolt is a guy who went on the IL. People love that name, the Oakland Athletics outfielder, but Sky Bolt will be unavailable. John Gray... Earlier in the week, you and surprised people because he went on the IL prior to opening day. And Cabrian Hayes was another guy who he signed an extension, but he's gone bye bye. <laughs> and day. you mentioned AJ Pollock and Lu- Lucas Giolito's the sad one for me because I have a lot of Giolito and he's only going to miss two starts,
1: supposedly. Yeah, as, as do I and he was looking good and I was like you know I didn't even know because I, I was working so I couldn't watch the game on Thursday um, but I was like oh, okay yeah five innings they pulled him it's the first start of the season no problem with that and then I find out he's he has a uh, you know the s- slight issue in the side there and I was like oh no please no I have probably have the yep. most shares of Lucas Julito than any starting pitcher oh. hopefully, hopefully it's just two starts and we can get him back on the bump but you know obviously after that first start uh, they're gonna be pretty no sick. way
0: I hope you're right about that. I, I love Giolito as a pitcher. As a fantasy asset, he's going to be crucial. I thought he could win a young this year. I really believe that. Alex says, Oakland has seven games. Going to have to check out <laughs> the starting pitchers going up against Oakland. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be too sure. You know, Oakland came and they took care of business against Philly today. Dalton Jeffries is a guy who I was going to mention on the show. i mention him now. Somebody you might want to consider picking up if you're looking for a cheap Asset for a starting pitcher in deeper leagues, 15 team leagues most likely, but Dalton Jeffries goes five innings today. He's serviceable and they get the victory against the Philadelphia Phillies on the road. Uh, Did you see the Phillies and the A's this weekend? any, Any information from either of those teams that you took away from their series?
1: Well, I mean, when you go back to, okay, sure, Oakland, Baltimore have two of the worst teams in the league, and early on in the season, you're going to think, oh, you know, I want to have the pitchers that are going up against them, but it always feels like those first couple weeks, some of these teams that aren't supposed to be that great offensively will come out with some some great offensive performances. Look at what the Cleveland Indians did today. They were terrible in their first two games. I think they put up a 16 or 17 spot today. Uh, so sometimes runs. it takes... Sometimes it takes, you know, a couple of weeks for things to shake out. Where some of these offenses that are elite will, you know, kind of be dead in the water the first couple of weeks, and then they get going. And you know, it's baseball, so it gets kind of funky. Where some of those teams, you know, like your Oakland's and your Baltimore's that you don't expect to score a ton of runs, will just put up some goofy numbers. I mean, look at what happened in the Dodgers game today. I mean, Colorado looked really nice.
0: Well. Uh, All right, well, we'll, I'll I'll talk about Colorado. Hang tight on that one. But I will say this. Coors will always get your ass. It always has, and it always will. So if you're going to pitch a guy at Coors, even if it's Julio Urias, you know, you're going to roll the dice. Last night, Herman Marquez was outstanding for the Rockies in Coors, which was awesome to see. I was a big fan of that, but you just never know. It's you never know. and it, I'd rather crazy. just avoid it, even if it's a great pitcher. So we talked about the injuries. There's not a ton of injuries, so that's good. Call-ups, though. People who are getting the call right now. And uh, Shelly mentioned this, by the way, that she has, unfortunately, Mankata and Gio and Pollock on a team, which is a total buzzkill. And Jamie says, "Uh, awesome, I'm signed up for your Discord. All right, hey, welcome, Jamie. I know you just showed up to the show recently, so it's great to see you coming back. We want to draw you in grab our clutches around you, and then lock onto you forever. That's our goal here. Uh, Deadline 63 says, to be fair, the umps for the A's Phillies had some very frustrating calls with balls and strikes. Uh, you
1: get that every day. That's every day. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was most of the games I was watching today, I was just like, man, let's get this electronic um- umpire system going because it can be frustrating. Oh, yeah? But also, we've There's been dealing dude. with this for our whole <laughs> life.
0: We have that's yeah. This is nothing new. I mean, there are bad calls, and we've all seen the uh, Angel Hernandez video of Levon Hernandez start from the nineties in the playoff game <laughs> a million times. Yep. But there's this tall ump I found out about the other day. I'd never seen this guy. He's like six seven, and apparently people don't like him because he has a hard time judging the lower part of the strike zone. Because oh, he's because so he's tall. so tall? I don't know his name. I, I didn't get his name, but I found that to be intriguing. It was in the Mets
1: Nationals game. I believe. I, I never thought about like the physical height of an umpire and how that could affect uh, you know their sight line when it comes to calling balls and strikes. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, it's weird. That's
0: really weird. But as far as call-ups, uh, Helio Ramos got to call for the Giants yesterday, and he's up now, which was a very big surprise because we're only three days into the season when they made the call. I love it. It's very refreshing to see that, but it was a surprise. Uh, Jake Berger, due to the fact that Yoan Mankata, who we mentioned before, is on the I.L., Jake Berger got to make his debut, and he's playing every day for the White Sox, basically. So, I love Jake Berger, and I'd be willing to definitely pick his bat up in 15 team leagues or deeper, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's... Do uh, you have any Jake Berger thoughts? Are you excited about him? Or is it not somebody you want to pursue
1: right now? Well, yeah. I mean, you got Mankata out. Uh, does Berger have any ability to play the outfield as well with 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 Pollock out right now, I don't think Danny Mendick eh. or Adam Engel are going to be huge, you know, fab pickups. I mean, guys that can be on the cheap. I think Berger is someone who's going to be able to go for a little bit more when it comes to, you know, spending some fab money on him.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, shout out to Russell who's here. Russell was on the Boza Fest. It was great to see you the other day, Russell. Russell is the man. He also has his own exclusive advice channel. On the Plaza Podcast Discord. So check out his dungeon advice channel. It needs to get a lot more run. It's all part of the Patreon, which you guys can find by going to Plaza Podcast on Twitter, 2Ls, 2Zs. That's where it all Utah. starts. You'll figure it out. Give me You're two. Smart. Alex says that umpire was probably named Jordan Baker. He's like six foot seven. So there you go. Dude. Okay. That's the name. Uh, and then. Oh, and then a Hunter Harvey resurfaced. Hunter Harvey's back from the dead. He got called <laughs> up by the Nats back because the they had to put someone on the IL. He's still in the DMV area there on yeah. the East Coast, but he's on the Nationals now. I wouldn't pick him up. I have no interest, but I'm just letting you know that Hunter Harvey is back on a Major League roster.
1: This this poor guy, what, in the last three years, maybe 20 Major League innings. You know, a guy who was a you know, big, lengthy <laughs> You know, reliever prospect was a starter, then kind of became a reliever, and people people are picking up killer a a mustache. Shares. Yeah, people are picking a lot of shares up of him last year because they thought he was going to be the closer, and he's still in that yeah, area. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, the Nats are probably going to be giving everyone a shot there because you know I, I don't think their bullpen or even their starting pitches pitching is going to be too much to write home about. Besides, you know that those those five studs they have in the lineup. So, you put a buck on him, buck mm-hmm. on Hunter 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 Harvey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, Buck on Hunter Harvey. Why not? I know some people are going to do it. It won't be everyone. But last year, everyone was trying to draft Hunter Harvey as the Orioles' closer. Everyone! It did not work out. Uh, Let's talk two start pitchers now. Now, there's a bunch of them, and the schedule's still goofy. So, there might be some changes based on what you hear right now. Because so much is in flux at this Mm -hmm. moment on Sunday night. But here's a couple guys I want to throw out there as two-start possibilities that would be useful as streamers. I'll go Eric Lauer of the Brewers. He's got Baltimore Orioles on the road. Remember, they moved the fences back. And the Cardinals. Now, I know the Cardinals are on a roll, but they get them at home, and I think he can tame the Cardinals because I really like Lauer's stuff this year. So it's a bit of a risk because there's a lot of risk with two-start pitchers this week. But this is a guy I like. So I'm throwing out Eric Lauer. Michael walker has got the Tigers. At Detroit, here that we're taking on the Red Sox, which will be fun. Go Tigers! And then the Twins at home. I like that combo. The Twins blew up today, but they were being minimized by the Mariners in the first two games, so I don't fear the Minnesota offense too badly. And then Austin Gomber's got Texas on the road, which is a pitcher's park for as far as we know these days, Globe Life Field. And then he's got the Cubs at home. Now I know that's <laughs> you know that's Coors Field, that's his home park. Coors, it's not great. But he could pitch well there, and I don't fear the Cubs' offense as much as they're showing their potential right now. Uh, what don't, do you think get, any of those guys? Lauer, Walker,
1: or Gomber? Don't get Gombered. I, th- I, I think oh, yeah. Walker... <laughs> don't get Gombered. That was yep. the thing last year, because he, he was a fab darling several <laughs> times last year. Um, I was looking over this. I think. I think Carlos Hernandez of the Royals also has two starts this week. He's got Cleveland coming up tomorrow, and then Detroit. I think that's another one you could kind of get a speculative look at. Uh, I think Lauer's decent as well. You know, are both of those on the road? The second one's also in St. Louis.
0: Uh, yeah, that one's at home. Lauer's got the cards at home, I believe.
1: Okay. Cards at home. Uh, Shelly yeah, likes
0: yeah. Lauer. Shelly approves. I
1: think, I think Lauer's probably tops out of those three that you, you, we mentioned there between Waka, Gomber. God, I just love that name, Gomber. I want to pick them just Yeah. yeah don't get Gomber.
0: Gombered. We can't Tex- forget that last year. Te-
1: Texas has been, you know, kind of strange as well. They, uh, you know, have been able to score a ton of runs, but they're also giving up a ton of runs. So you know they're they're they're, Dude. they're, they're streaky right now.
0: Nick Solak sighting today. I got very aroused. Nick Sollec scored four runs. He looked amazing today. Everything I've ever wanted from him. I'm hearing encapsulated today. I'm hearing yeah, overpay. That might be. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Uh, Star Platinum says, "How about Yarbrough's got Oakland and the White Sox." Uh, Oakland I can get down with the White Sox one. I'm a little more concerned about because I think yeah. it's in Chicago as well. That's I looked at that earlier. I don't know if I'm feeling that. But oh, he also mentioned Rosie Contreras got called up for the Pirates. That's one we missed. That's okay. definitely worth keeping your eye on. I'm gonna wait and see with Contreras. Obviously, in Dynasty, he's already rostered, and somebody loves him in your league. Uh, Deadline sixty three says, looking forward to getting past the first month to really enjoy quality starts once they hopefully get going <laughs> yeah. and pitchers start going deeper. Yeah. Right now
1: we're in hell. Yeah. So. If you're in a quality start league, like like I'm in, I think over our whole league, I think there's maybe been three or four quality starts. I don't have one yet. Obviously. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, what was the, you know, I will give credit to Logan Gilbert. He pitched very well against he the did. twins yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was not a quality start, but it was, a. it's exactly what I want to see out of him. I'm telling you, he, he could really, if I had to choose between Gilbert and Scoobo this year, I'm taking Gilbert.
1: i i I think i'm on board with that i i I really did a lot more deep diving into gilbert and uh you know he was kind of you know a little here and there in in spring training but i was really watching deep into that start last night he got out of a couple jams i think he had six or seven strikeouts in the five innings um you know didn't get the quality start but he looked good i think he's he's going to be a guy who's going to be able to possibly get 150 innings this year big time prospect mariners are going to be a competitive team Um, Obviously, he's going to be rostered all throughout the league right now, but he's a a guy that if you scooped him up, I think you're going to really be pleased with what you get from him.
0: Yep. I'm loving Logan Gilbert this year, and it just verified it because he's one of the few guys to pitch well in his first start of the season this year. (laughs) Uh, Star Platinum says Taylor Hearn. He's got Colorado home in the Angels. Taylor Hearns, that's a good call too. I almost considered putting that one on the list. I I got no beef with that. And Shelly also said that Yarborough's velocity was up this spring. She has some bids on him. I like Yarbrough as well. I drafted him a couple times late in the season last year. His ADP was 240. This year he's off. He fell off the map because his WHIP was so bad. But he still pitched about 150 innings last year. So Ryan Yarborough has something to offer you. I just don't know if it's right now. Might want to wait a little bit. But you know you can roster a guy and bench him and not throw him. So that's also a choice.
1: Yeah, he's he's, you know he's he's weird. He was kind of a darling coming into last year because he looked really good in the shortened 2020 and put up I think 130 to 150 innings in 18 and 19 and respectable ERA, and then it just kind of all fell apart last. The problem is he doesn't strike people out very well, so a lot of it's going to have to be his matchup, and you know the Rays are going to be the Rays. That velos up. You you might only get velos up. You might only get three or four innings out of him, which maybe that helps his ratios. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, the problem is—is is he going to be able to go long enough to get a to get a W? He did have nine wins last year, so. Uh, well, what he are his-
0: he also had opener. That was a common thing where an opener yeah. would pitch for him, so he could get that win a lot easier. In fact, yeah. I think it was more common than not for an opener to be a part of his entry into the game last year, I think
1: at least so, like 80% I of the time. I mean, what's his fastball up to, though? <laughs> I mean, so the problem was That's last year question. it was topping out at, I mean, he averaged 86.5 last year. I mean, going back to 2018, he was throwing a little under 90, so he's never been a fireballer, works with four different pitches, but, uh, you know, he, he's he, he's a guy who has to depend on, you know, a slider and a cutter and a changeup to be successful. He doesn't throw the fastball at all last year. So we should see oh, sure. uh, how these first uh, couple starts go for him. And if he's throwing the fastball more and he can be effective, I think it could be useful.
0: Uh, Jamie wants to know because we mentioned Griffin Jacks on the Bozo Fest Wednesday. Would you think someone like him could get a call up? Uh, not, I wouldn't say right away since he's not already on the roster and it's at 28, unless mm-hmm. there's an injury that happens here. But they also like Jordan Balazovich, who I also think is on the brink. And I actually, I bet Shelly can attest to that because Shelly's a dynasty expert. I like Balasovich's ability to be an impact player at some point this year, but Griffin Jacks is a guy that I just don't know where they slide him in right now. I don't see a spot. But it could happen. It's worth the flyer if you like him and your roster allows you to put him on your bench now. I would I wouldn't be opposed to it, Jamie.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna see what they got with, you know, they got Chris Paddock and Chris Archer, and I think Dylan Bundy will be okay. Bailey Ober was was doing okay. Still ended up giving up a four or five runs today. Um, I think Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray will be all right. It's going to be a revolving door here in Minnesota if they want to compete, you know, to get in that wild card. But uh Sovich, he's, he's kind of the guy that I'd probably be on the radar more. I think they're going to take their time with uh, Griffin Jacks.
0: Hmm. Uh, you know, Bober got the win. It wasn't a beautiful start, but it was enough to get a victory. And in this current pitcher climate, if you're playing head-to-head, you'll take a W right now. He gave up four in runs, four hits, two walks, four Ks, and a bomb. Yeah, so, when you
1: got when you got Byron Buxton on the other side of uh, the plate for you and he's hitting bombs, and Gary Sanchez put up five RBIs today for the Twinkies, so.
0: Grand salami for Sanchez. That was awesome. Also, Russell says, I'm bidding on Hearn Taylor, that is, everywhere. Everywhere.
1: Shh. Oh. Shh.
0: Secret. Secrets. Okay, so let's get into... Overpays. So, my overpays, I put a few guys down. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. When I say overpay, it'll depend on how much you end up actually spending on this player to make it a valid overpay. But some guys who are capable of being overpaid for right now because it's very early are Josh Lowe. Yes, Josh Lowe of the Rays. I know. You know, everyone, there's a lot of Josh Lowe hype for Rookie of the Year already, but. I don't know how much I'd be willing to spend on Josh Lowe. If I have a thousand dollar fab budget for the year and it's week two, week one, really. <laughs> if you think Josh Lowe is going to be an everyday starter, who's going to do 2020, 20 homers, 20 steal season, you're going to struggle a bit here and there as a rookie, but he gets to play enough. Then I can see spending, you know, $200 if you believe him to be that guy, but I just feel like there'll be other options. And the season is so early. It's always so early that I don't want to risk taking a guy that I can't trust it, you know? There's times when it's worth it, and there's times where it's not worth it. And to me, mm-hmm. last year, one guy, Deary, I really remember, I wish I had gotten early, was Tyler O'Neill. He would have been worth yeah. it. I mean, he had yeah. a killer season. And I always thought about that as my main event went on, like, oh, if I had Tyler O'Neill, I could bump up some of my homer stats mm-hmm. and steal stats. So it can be worth it to you. But that's my reminder. Don't overpay. When it's early, unless you truly have all the data that tells you this is the guy, this is the time, because you can't always trust it. You, can't trust, it. trust it.
1: you just can't. Well, the encouraging part with Lowe is he's played in their first three games and he's played both corner outfields, field spots, and he's DH with a couple hits. And what I do like is he's batted fifth, sixth, and seventh in that order. So, you know, they've moved him around, but you know how the Rays do. I mean, the Rays are, you know, going to roll with, you know, Brandon Lowe and Franco and Rosarina and Everything that happens after those first three, you have no idea. Manny Margot could be a cleanup hitter at some point. Uh, with this team. But, <laughs> true. yeah, I mean, it's it's a great point. Don't overpay early. I mean, I, I wouldn't go out and spend a couple hundred dollars on really anybody because it's a long season. You don't want to be getting near the end of the season, and there's some guys that could be coming back from IL stints or guys that – you know, could be getting called up late and you want to have enough money to spend on them. So it, it's yep. really tricky these first couple of weeks as I was going through my, you know, fab bids all day long, figuring out what I'm going to do. I'm like, what am I going to, what am I going to put up for these guys? I don't want to put too much up. And and it can be really liberating once you get to, you know, 10 o'clock tonight and, you know, on NFB, NFBC, when you see, you know, the results of these fabs and, you know, you feel good when you went $2 over the next person. But when you go 70 $80 over the next person that bid, and it makes you feel like
0: shit. Yes, it does make you feel like shit. A guy who made me happy last week was Daniel Bard in my first fab. I got him for like $17. He struck out the side, got his first save against the Dodgers last night. It was fantastic. That one felt good because I picked him up and drafted him everywhere. And you know why I did that, dearie? Because I subscribe to Reliever Recon. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Reliever Recon is the go-to relief pitching closers back-end bullpen source that you must be connected to take my word for it thank me later they led me to daniel bard i won't deny it at all uh star platinum says mj melendez will get called up soon teams are calling up their rookies early because the new rule of draft picks and the cba where your player wins rookie of the year if you finish in a certain height of the voting but bobby witt's going to be the guy in the royals who's only going to be able to do that but it doesn't mean Melendez won't get called up soon enough. I think it's worth taking a flyer because his power at catcher could be game changing. I just don't know if there's enough at bats for Melendez
1: right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Perez isn't gonna be catching every single day for them. You know, they're gonna put him a bunch of spots at, at, at DH. Obviously, Cam Gallagher's there right now as their backup. Melendez is, you know, the guy in waiting. But, you know, Salvador Perez, you're gonna want in the lineup every single day. And if he's DHing, I mean. That means Hunter Dozier is probably not playing. You know, you have a guy like, uh, you know, a Benintendi who could be able to DH. You know, maybe they give Bobby Witt a couple times, DH and Ryan O'Hearn coming off the bench. That's a left-handed bat. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to see Melendez that quick. I I know we're going to see him this year, but I'm not sure we see him, you know, within the next month or so.
0: I'm with you, dude. I'm skeptical of Melendez and Nick Prado. They're two big bats who are on the verge
1: here. There's still Edward Oliveris there. So that I, I know he's still young and they want to give him some at bats. You know, I, it, it's kind of what I was thinking when we were talking, I was, I was going back and forth with a guy on, on Twitter, Ryan Kreidler, uh, a guy uh, in the Detroit Tiger. Tiger system. He had two home runs. His oh, Tigers. His, his first triple uh, a game. And people are saying, Oh, you know, I feel like Kreidler should make the team. And, and I'm like, well, if he makes the team, he's not going to play <laughs> like <laughs> you want to get these guys some at bats. I mean, if Kreidler made the team, he's playing once out of every five games. You want him down in triple A and having every opportunity to get at bats. And that's what he's been doing in this open week opening weekend. And he's been mashing. And I think it's going to be the same thing with uh, Melendez. They need to get him and a guy like Nick Prado that you mentioned. They want to get those guys some at bats before they bring him on up.
0: Great point. We're talking live here. It's the fabulous Waiver Wire live chat. Sunday night on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two. You Z's, Utah. Give me two. Here's some other overpays real quickly. Drew Uh My tag team partner, Eric Cross. <laughs> Love you, Eric. Uh, he's been talking about maybe uh, we'll pick up some of these guys that I'm mentioning in the overpay. I won't say exactly who because I don't want to give away our strategy mm-hmm. right now. But uh, Tony Santian, who's the Reds' closer, sort of, he got the first save for the Reds, but Art and Warren. Ev- and then everybody freaked out. <laughs> yeah, and Art Warren got the save today in yeah. Hunter Green's start, which was Hunter Green averaged 100 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. Averaged on his fastball today yeah. in that game against the Braves and got the his first Major League victory. Uh, is that sustainable real quick, though? Hunter Green can't throw that hard that often, can he?
1: Man, yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, but if he can sit at 97 or 98 with some of the other stuff he has, sure, it's, it's going to be really effective. I watched I watched a little bit of Hunter Green today. I was checking in more on other games where I had starting pitchers going, but there's one at bat against uh, Matt Olson where he struck him out in the first inning where it was like. He threw 100 miles per hour outside of the zone, low in the zone, and then he struck him out with one high in the zone. So it was like, okay, he's not just trying to blow it by you. He's either he's locating it really well, or he's just wild with it. But he's got some other good stuff with it. <laughs> got a really nice slider. But I, I get worried about those guys that throw 100 because, yes, like, can you sustain it and do it 25 to 80 times in a game with a fastball? I mean, we saw it when Justin Verlander was young. He would top out at 100 several times in the game, but he... Would, Verlander he looked great, the
0: by the way. We were right about that, dearie. I mean, early, early. I don't want to make too much of a victory lap on Verlander, but I, you know... Victory lap certified! I will say that Verlander looked great looked this good. first start. Just like his same old self. 96 miles per hour mm. at, on the max velo. That's great. I'll, yeah. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. Okay, Hunter Green, obviously he's a great player. Uh, someone asked me in the Discord today, which you guys can all sub to free in the Discord. I put the link in the bio here of our twitter handle it's also in the live chat but uh someone asked is hunter green uh this guy for real is this guy we're gonna rely on all season long and i said uh i like him i just don't know what the context is what league is it what format and is it a 15 team league yes is it a 12 team team league i'm not so sure i think i 12 and 10 team leagues i don't think i'm gonna get in on hunter green because i expect them to stretch him out to not overuse him He's got tons of talent. In Dynasty, he speaks for himself, but we've covered yeah. this. I just, I don't I don't know. I
1: think, yeah, Dynasty leagues, you have him. Um, leagues where you have ratios, if you have K per nine, that's a really good one to have. Um, if you have wins or quality starts, that's probably going to be tough for him to get either of those. Yep. Oh, look at this. Jamie's a smart guy, just like all of you who are live here in the live chat.
0: Honestly, I'm trying not to add too many right now. It's like the first week of NFL. Everyone wants the hot ad. They want that dude. Yep. Everybody wants uh the guy who peaks week one and never does anything the rest of the season. That's NFL for you. In baseball, though, at least you get a new chance every day. That's why fantasy baseball is vastly, vastly superior to fantasy football. <laughs> and Deary knows that. Agreed. Uh, agreed. See, deadline 63 says, I remember when cargo was going 2020 for three straight was a big deal. Seems everyone is a 2020 prospect these days. Yeah. It's really easy to say they are a 2020 prospect, but Actually getting those results. Mm. Yeah. Randy right. Rosarina, I mean, he barely got it last year. It's not easy to do. So think about that. If you're thinking about Josh Lowe and how difficult it was for a Rosarina to get to 2020. All right, other quick overpays I want to blow through. You know, Steckenrider, Rider, Santillon, David Robertson, who's he looks like he is the closer for the Cubs right now, but he's never he's gonna falter eventually. I just don't think you should blow your wad right now on David Robertson. Michael Givens is in the mix there, and I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Robinson if I get him cheap, but I'm not going to overpay. Michael Chavis played well for the Pirates today. He's great against lefties, but he's very inconsistent. Don't overpay for Chavis right now on the Pirates. Harold Ramirez, everyone, I've heard Harold Ramirez's name several times. People bring him up to me. Oh, dude, he looks like he's the real deal. He's going to break out for the Rays. Another Ray who can break out. Not all these guys can break out. (laughs) Don't overpay for Harold Ramirez. And my main reason, dearie, is that, you said it earlier, the Rays are going to Ray, and Ramirez will platoon. He'll get to mm-hmm. play, but then G-Man Choi will be playing at first, and then he'll sit when he could be the DH one day. Harold Ramirez is not worth spending triple digits. It's not worth spending $80 of a $1,000 fan budget. Just slow your roll. If you can get Harold Ramirez for 15 bucks or less, that's great, but I'm not. I'm not pushing on that.
1: Yeah, in a league where you have to set your lineup maybe once or twice a week, it's going to be really hard to roster a guy like Harold Ramirez. I mean, if you're in a daily lineup league where you can make switches every day, that's a little Mm -hmm. easier because you know when you can play him and when you can't. But let's say the Rays are playing seven games in a week. How many are you getting out of Harold Ramirez? Two to three, maybe four. I mean, you know how the Rays manage. They don't care about our fantasy teams, though. They'll start a guy. Oh, he's starting today. Yep, two at-bats and then you're out because we got to get the lefty in or we need a defensive replacement. This is why the Rays are a great organization, a great baseball team, but they fuck, they fuck us for fantasy so
0: much. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Uh, Star Platinum says Castillo of the Pirates. Actually, that's a spoiler alert because I was going to talk about Diego Castillo of the Pirates momentarily. Hang on. Uh, Jay Bird says Quan will hurt some budgets. Yeah. How much you willing to spend on Stephen Quan? Let's just get it out of the way now, dearie. How much? Thousand dollar budget.
1: He went five for five today. betted second.
0: Uh, they traded Bradley Zimmer to the Blue Jays too. He's am, I tri-
1: too. am I at triple digits with Kwan?
0: You got to be. I think in a thousand dollar, if you want yeah. him, you're going to have to spend
1: that. But he's will get, you? He's going to get the playing time. Um, Yeah, he's not. Av- he's not available in most of my Fab leagues. No, he's so. not mine either. Yeah.
0: So, but you would spend how much would you spend? Give me a number and a thousand dollar budget.
1: I'd spend a hundred bucks.
0: Okay, yeah, I'd spend. Uh, I'd actually, I'd go up two hundred. I think on Quan. I think Kwan's unique. This is not Josh Lowe. I have a lot more faith that Kwan gets the at bats. They really want him to play every day, and they've made the moves by trading Zimmer and opening up an opportunity for Quan to play every day in Cleveland. I'm with you. Star platinum says, if you need a second base pickup, oh, Aspial a is cheap. He's better than Biggio. The Santiago Espinal, is that? Yeah, he, mix was, up, yeah uh, he was up Pablo gonna be, and Santiago. Uh,
1: yeah, it was going to be. Uh... He was going to be the third baseman before they went and got Chapman.
0: Yeah, Santiago Espinell. That's right. That's a good call. Two five two raise today. That's fun. Uh, again, keep it simple. Don't panic. I think me and Deary both agree, right?
1: That won't blow. We our- want to get rid of them. Put five different bids out there for five different players with that guy as your main bid that you're dropping because you don't want to be stuck with him for next week. That happened to be a lot last year.
0: Yep. And you don't want to take a zero. Plan ahead. Think about your roster. Have a chart laid out. Create a Google sheet. Do an Excel sheet and have it all organized for yourself beyond what you see on your team homepage. Because I had Johan Mancata on the IL before the season started. I had no third baseman yep. to back him up. And Glarf. Yep. So, in Glarf, yep. that is a big fat zero for me the first four days here. So, that's Stop. not something you want to be doing in a roto league in particular. Uh, okay, so the overpays I've covered. I also mentioned Oscar Mercado. Don't overpay. Had a big day today. Nick Senzel. He will absolutely get hurt. <laughs> he will get
1: hurt. My he guy. will.
0: My guy. I know I'm bitter. I love him. Last year I went all in yeah. and he
1: screwed me. So did I. So I'm, I'm bitter. And Nick Solak. Those are my guys.
0: I love both those guys. And Nick I Solek's have no on shares this list. This
1: year. No shares. Yeah,
0: I have no shares either. I have one Solak share, I think, but I abandoned Nick. The two Nicks, Senzel and Solak, screwed me last year. Bye bye. But Don't overpay for them right now. Senzel will get hurt. I actually like Aristides Aquino, Tyler Naquin, Jake Fraley. I like all three of those guys more than Senzel in the end. I really do, and they're going to get opportunities in the Cincinnati lineup. Adam Frazier leads off for the Mariners. That's very,
1: very appealing, right? Yeah. But don't
0: overpay for him because his stats are so empty in the end.
1: Yeah. He's lot of runs. I also don't think he's going to be a leadoff man guy for that long. I I I think. I agree. I really think eventually, if Julio Rodriguez. Uh, can put it together here in this first month. He's going to be your leadoff guy.
0: What? Holy yes.
1: shit. He, he, was, he, he was, he was leading off most of the spring training games. um Wow. And that if is he really gets, news. if he gets off to a really good start, I mean, he's only, I think he's only got one hit through three days, but like, keep, keep calm. This guy's going to be a superstar. He's been batting sixth or seventh, but I think he has the opportunity to move on up. And if he's a guy who's going to get on base, he's got some speed, great, Great hit tool, great skills on uh, on the base path. So why not lead him off if he can really get off to a good start here? So it would be interesting. Keep note on that as we go through the first couple of weeks if Adam Frazier sticks in that spot for, you know, you know this first month.
0: Damn straight, Deary. Well said, well said. Uh, Jaybird says, great advice. I lost Lynn and Giolito, and my drops are six deep. Set up guys for just yeah. $1. Just yeah. so you have someone to play. That's what Deary yeah. was saying earlier. Good stuff. Okay, uh, we're almost done here. We're going to leave. We just do about a 45-minute show here on Sundays. It's a fabulous waiver wire live chat. Palazzo podcast, two L's and two Z's, of course. Follow us on Twitter. Give me two. Follow us everywhere. Sign up for the Discord. It's free. All the stuff is available to you if you just follow the links. All right, here's something called thinking ahead. Real quickly, thinking ahead. Don't think about just this week. Think about the week after that and two weeks after that. Here's some names. Lucas Sims. Could be... A big factor once he comes back and is healthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Uh, O'Neill Cruz will eventually get called up. Some people okay. are probably already holding him. So mm-hmm. if you want to pick him up now, and he's available. Do so. Ian Kennedy will usurp Mark Melanson as the closer in Arizona sooner than later.
1: No. <laughs> no? Ian, Ke- Ian Kennedy, has a, he's had like one good year out of the bullpen in his whole career. What?
0: That's ridiculous. What kind of claim you is that? He, How dare wait, you? you? Think, wait, you think he's better than Melanson? Absolutely. I drafted him in the main event with my last pick, just because I feel like is going to shit the bed. He didn't shit the bed last year. Right, but that's the thing. He he overperformed last year, and it was incredible to see the number of saves, but he couldn't strike anybody out. His stuff is down. His velo's down, too, right now. That's the big concern, and I believe... He already gave up some runs in a non-safe situation. Melanson, that is. is I think Ian Kennedy is a safe play. Don't pick him up today if you don't want to. If you're thinking ahead, though, he will be the first guy that will replace Mr. Melanson. Me and Vlad, shout out to Vlad, talked about this in Vegas in real life, face-to-face. It was one of his tips. He's like, dude, take Kennedy today in your main event draft. And I took him with my last pick in my main event just as a flyer. So we'll see I, what I, happens.
1: I think he will get the opportunity at some point. I just, I don't, I don't trust it as much as I would like to. I mean, la- last year, I'm looking at his numbers right now. Last year, 56 innings, 3.2 ERA, K per nine, a shade under nine or a shade under 10. The the big outlier is 91% left on base percentage, was really, really solid. And he had probably the best uh, home run fly bait. Fly, fly ball rate of his career last year so it was encouraging numbers but this is a guy who's what 37 they're both old hey, he's 30 he's 30, 37 year old relievers but hey guess what like three four bucks sure you'll roster that guy
0: yeah, I mean I'm not I'm just saying something to think about. I'm not saying I'm gonna die on the Ian Kennedy Hill. It's just planning ahead. Melanson sucks. Ian Kennedy's not that great, but I think Kennedy is a little bit better than Melanson, only slightly. And Star Platinum says Kennedy got beat up last night. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> these are non-safe situations, I believe. Also, and I forgot to bring this up earlier. This is a total shout out to Russell, who has been pounding the pavement for Spencer Strider in Atlanta. And I picked him up in my main event last week, in the Fab before this week. So I didn't start him. He had his debut on Thursday. Two innings, 5Ks. Very, very nice. Spencer Strider will be a lot more expensive now. And we don't know what his role will be here or how long he even stays up once the rosters go down on May 1st. But I think it's definitely worth taking a risk on Spencer Strider. If you're looking for a guy who can give you a couple innings of really good ratios, high K per nine, if it's K per nine league, you should be all over Spencer Strider yeah. in Atlanta.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think they want to be able to give them enough innings and you know, Atlanta's bullpen is really good. You know, you got Colin McHugh, Kenley Jansen didn't look so great his first time out. Will Smith goes out and gets the save last night. They got a lot of guys with a lot of mileage on those arms that they're going to want for the playoff stretch. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to roster Strider and keep him around for a while because the guy has amazing stuff and high K-rate guy. And, you know, he's someone who you're probably going to see in the back end of that bullpen a couple of years down the road as a shutdown guy. Um, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little bit more of him this year. The next AJ Minter.
0: <laughs> that didn't work out so well, did it? Uh, Jay Bird says, if you have a droppable player, go for a closer in waiting or a player in a position of need. Of course, Yeah. You should always have a flexible area at the end of your bench where there's two guys that I'm just ready to drop at any given moment because a new opportunity could be awaiting itself. Never – this is something I learned last year. It cost me in my home league because I finished second to last. I hung on too long to guys – like Nick Senzel and Nick Solek, literally both of those guys, I hung on to them forever, and they screwed me. And then next thing you know, it's too late for me to bounce back from. So just it, remember it, that.
1: It, it's like you want to be right about you know some of those moves or guys that you reached on. You know both of those guys we loved last year, and I held on to both of them for so long. And it's like, hey man, I understand it's a long season, but don't feel bad to to move on from these guys. Now sometimes you might make a mistake. You might make a yep. mistake, and someone sure. moves on you know, excel somewhere else. Neither of those guys went on and became, you know, fantasy gods last year with other teams, but there were other guys to be had. And, you know, it's, it's the tough decision that sometimes you got to make where it's like, okay, I got to go with a guy who's hot right now, or a guy who might be getting more of an opportunity. You can't hold on to guys that are just shit for forever. Now, obviously if it's a guy who you drafted in the first three rounds who, has a track red record is dependable, you're not going to drop him. I mean, I was in a league last year and I, I'm not in this league anymore. Someone dropped Kyle Tucker in the first three weeks. <laughs>
0: at that oh point, I, man, at that hurts so much. At that
1: point, I knew what I was in for. I'm like, why is this guy in this league? And then the, the waiver wire bits were out of control because it's Kyle Tucker and you end up being a top 25 player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Here's Star Platinum
0: says, I hate cutting guys and then paying for that player even more a few weeks later. That's a <laughs> shitty feeling. I completely yeah. agree. All right, we gotta wrap up the show. So let me speed through this. Uh some other thinking ahead. This was big picture, two weeks out, possibly. Jorge Akala. My guy, George Montanez, who is a friend of the show and who we love dearly here, I'm a big fan of George. He has so many shares of Jorge Acala way before the Taylor Rogers trade ever happened. So I trust in George, and I trust in Jorge Acala to eventually get that role. Maybe not right away, but eventually. We're thinking ahead. Uh, Johnny Cuetos can fill in for Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn. I don't know when he'll be ready exactly, but he could be serviceable. Might get a few wins for you consider it cuz the roster is strong. Diego Castillo of the Mariners, <laughs> not the Pirates. Oh, you don't want Oh, quiet about that one. <laughs> Diego Castillo of the Mariners, not the Pirates. Both of them are good, but Diego yeah. Castillo I think is the second best arm in that bullpen. He already Agreed. got one save, so I, I think he's worth picking up. And I, then, I uh, think you know, I think I
1: think Mariners are going by committee here for the first few months. Oh, they are. Um, and yeah. Castillo, Seawald, um Steckenrecker, all these guys are going to get Uh, 10 to 15 saves this year.
0: Oh, you're right. It will be that case. Also, Felix Bautista, this is a deeper, even longer thinking ahead. He will eventually be the closer. He has all the stuff for Baltimore. Felix Bautista of the Baltimore Orioles. He's not going to be the closer right now. He's got the stuff. He's just got to fine tune some of his control. And that's some stuff to think about. All right, lastly, and this is the target section, which we should have spent way more time on, but we got to do it quickly. These are targets I think you should pick up. Deary can disagree or agree quickly. Here we go. First one. This is an obvious call. Jeff McNeil picking <laughs> up our guy. yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jeff McNeil was a winner of our Bounce Back Royal Rumble earlier this year and as you mentioned on Twitter the other day, Kyle Hendricks was the runner up. So, I love right. Jeff McNeil. He's healthy, he's hitting, he's showing you this Mets offense is outstanding. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, obviously? All day, all day. Yeah.
1: All I mean, day. A, lot the, yep. a lot of these guys are probably rostered. That's depends true. Well, it depends. No, I mean, but, yeah. if you're if you're a 15 team league, uh, a lot of these guys are 12 team league, maybe not. Right. Okay. Anthony
0: Santander, I really like him. And I also give a shout-out to Phil Dussault, who said that Santander was one of his most heavily rostered players. Mm. And he hit a home run in his first game, and he's healthy now. They want to make him tradable, right? So he'll play every day. He's a power right-handed bat. He can hit. Yeah, he can hit. Uh, Brandon Nemo, uh, 15-teamers, he's not available. But 12-teamers, he's leading off, guys. All day. All day. Yeah. Guy gets on base. I already mentioned Dalton Jeffries worth a flyer. Uh, Connor Joe, let he off had a today. home run last night, played first base, and he's playing outfield. Are you stole. in on Connor
1: Joe in 12-team yeah. leagues? Yeah, he also stole a base today and let off, so I'm all over <gasps> Connor Joe.
0: I drafted him in my main event league, and I was a little hesitant about it, but I did it, and I think I like what I'm seeing early. Uh, I don't think he's going to lose playing time. Sam Hilliard's the odd man out there, too. Uh, Diego Castillo, the Pirates, who we mentioned earlier, uh, he's worth a flyer 15 or deeper. Danny Jansen of the Blue Jays. He's really hitting well to start the year, and he's playing a lot. So are you in mm-hmm. on him regardless?
1: Yeah, speculative look. Oh,
0: spec look. <laughs> the dreaded spec look. Uh, oh, Real quick we got some comments here. Anthony says, don't drop Badu yet. Too early. Akil Badu, it doesn't look great to start the year. Eric yeah. Haas is a guy I have on this list to pick up. Eric Haas has catcher eligibility. He's got the power. And I really think they liked him. They want to include him at least four days a week, if not five, if they can, in the lineup.
1: I think trading for Austin Meadows really, really screwed Badu because, but I really believe that Badu was going to lead off and Grossman was going to be the two hole hitter, and then they trade you love for Badu Meadows. coming into the year. They, you they were they calling trade. him
0: Randy Rosarina Light.
1: Yeah, they trade uh, they trade for uh, Meadows, and now Grossman leads off Meadows, who's been off to a really fantastic start in the first three days, and Badu the first two games was batting seventh. It was like, oh, man, that's really tough. And he did not look good in his first couple starts, uh, did not start today. Victor Reyes started, hit a triple for the Tigers. But, yeah, Eric Haas yeah. is a guy who's got, you know, really nice power. I mean, it's a good problem to have that the Tigers have. But for fantasy, it can make it very confusing. I wouldn't drop the Keel Badu yet either. He's a guy who can go 20-20 if he can get in the groove. Um, slow start so far. So let's give it a couple of weeks and see if he can pick it up.
0: Uh, Jamie mentions here, and I always like to point this stuff out because not everybody knows this stuff. Jamie says, NFBC, is that a different site to play on? Yes, it is. And there's bigger money leagues there. In fact, the main event, which I've mentioned a few times on the show, it's $1,700 buy-in per team and overall winner of not just the individual league, but the contest Main event wins $175,000, Jamie. So if you're into fantasy baseball and you want to take a step up to some more levels, you don't have to play the main event, but they also have the $350 Roto-Wire 12-team OC and a bunch of other leagues. So go check out NFBC. If you've never heard of it, don't be afraid. Just go check it out. Most (laughs) drafts are over now because the season started, but they do have Memorial Day second chance leagues Mm -hmm. in May, which is fun.
1: Right. It's a good place to and it's also a good place, you know, preseason to look at where ADPs are at. Um, you know, look at uh a lot of different options that they have over there, um, which is really good. I got five teams over at NFPC this year. Mike, I know you got a lot. A lot of our uh friends within the industry play in Palazzo many, podcast many, leagues, is hosted many on there. leagues over there and the invitational a lot of people, yeah, absolutely. A plazo podcast invitational. How many leagues did we end up with, Mike?
0: Uh we have five. We had which five which is an increase from four. Really so good. that's good.
1: Really good. Yeah. Uh, Anthony yeah,
0: yeah. says, Yeah. My league doesn't have NA slots. How long do I wait on Adley Rushman I don't think you wait at all. I think he's going to get up sooner than later, and he's going to be a difference maker because catcher sucks so bad. If yeah. it's a 12-team league, I say yes. If it's a 15-team league, I say no.
1: It's tough because he got injured in spring training. I really thought he had an opportunity to make the club, and then he got hurt. Yeah,
0: right, the triceps injury. Uh, but I think his batting average could be such a difference maker at catcher. It's something that I'm willing to take a little bit more of a risk on because you think about scarcity and what's available and what you can get in return. It's that There's a lot of subjective variables in there, Anthony. So I understand uh, if you need more information that we don't know about who's on your team and like who you would drop. All of these things do matter. Yep. But if you're asking me in a vacuum, I think in a 12-teamer or lower, I would do it 15-teamer. I'd be a little more hesitant to do so. And then uh, a couple more real blasts through here. Uh, we uh, Seth Brown. Yes or no, Deary? Seth Brown of the Oakland A's. He's going to play a
1: lot. <laughs> every day. He'll play, he'll play a lot and be in the middle of the order. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. In on Seth Brown.
0: He's smart. Uh, Ryan Jeffers is catching every game, basically, for the Twins, even though Gary Sanchez plays DH.
1: Yeah, you know, the Twins put up a bunch of runs today. Uh, I mean, if he's getting full-time opportunity, he shared a lot of that opportunity last year with Garver, and we just talked about, you know, how the catcher situation is in a lot of places, and he's a guy who has decent bat skill over there, and if he can get everyday opportunities, uh, yeah, I give a look at it. woo <laughs>
0: Okay, and then, uh, like I mentioned, Sky Bolts hurt. So, Billy McKinney, this is for 15-teamers or deeper, but <laughs> Billy McKinney is a guy you want to take a flyer on because he's just going to play every day. Just like he said before, Deary said, Seth Brown will play every day. Billy McKinney hitting the two-hole the other day. So, if he gets those at-bats, it's just somebody who's always been around. Billy McKinney is a festering fungus that just never goes away. He's always there, and sometimes it's not that gross. It's actually kind of neat.
1: It's fun. Last year, he went on a good, like, two, three-week run, and then he fell apart, he and then someone came back, and then he was back down to the garbage area. Same with a guy like Matt Beatty <laughs> last year. Same, same with a guy area. like Matt Beatty with the Dodgers last year. He was getting consistent at bats for a couple weeks with Max Muncie out, and it was like, okay, <laughs> let's give him a look. And, hey, if this is a long, long season, and you're going to have to have guys that are going to give you a little uptick in your statistics for a two, three-week span before you get rid of them. And if they're getting the playing time, you got to give a look.
0: Yep, damn right. Okay, uh, there's so much more, but we all got to work on our own fab bids at 10 o'clock tonight. And also, uh, Glarf is due at midnight. We get a little bit more of a reprieve on Glarf, which is nice, because uh, we need that. Uh, that's it, though. This is the first fab show of the year. Me and Deary doing what we do best. As we close out, Anthony Silverstein asks, what's your favorite baseball podcast? Well, geez. Whew, so many to name here. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, there's so many podcasts. Just follow baseball pods and he'll let you know which ones are fantastic. Yes, that's the best way to do it.
0: Deary, I couldn't have said it better myself. Follow baseball pods on Twitter and you will never be steered wrong. Dynasty, redraft, whatever it is, he will give you the latest and the greatest. I love, uh, you know, the in this league guys. Shout out to them. I love those dudes. (laughs) Bogman and Welsh dude as well as anybody. And, of course, there's so many others. I can't even name them all. But start with baseball pods. Deary is wise in what he says. Jay's bird says, thanks, guys. Great podcast. And actually, Anthony, I'm going to think about, honestly, and I will answer this next time I'm on the air, what truly is like my top favorite baseball pods? Because I don't get enough time to listen to them, dearie. We do our own podcast. We're always doing our own work. Yeah. It's hard to make time. No offense to anybody else. It's just hard to make time for other sure. baseball pods because there's other Agreed. things in life besides baseball.
1: <laughs> Agreed.
0: <laughs> Music exists. So I need to put that in my ears, too. Uh, but I will think about that, Anthony. Good question. So follow us on Twitter, Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Follow C. nineteen ninety nine on Twitter. MJ Govea, G O and Victor I E R on Twitter. We love doing the show. We'll be back this week. We'll talk about more of what we see. Follow us. And until then, Dapping in the ninth round, we'll in the night round, staring at and down, staring at and down. I can't decide
1: between Olsen, Goldie, or Bomb. Please company two.